You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hey guys, do you like heavy metal? Do you like video games, comic books, movies, theme parks, or even cool TV shows? We've got the place for you. Metal Geeks. Time to rock out with your geek out. Here are your hosts, Carrie the Metal Geek, Dave, and George. Geek it out, fellas. Hello, my friend. Welcome to episode number 226 of the Metal Geeks podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Carrie the Metal Geek, along with George Tripsis. It's just us two tonight. It is. It's a, a twofer. Twofer show. You, right. You get too too much. You get or, both of us, or, or too little. I just, we can I, we can do our we can do we can say it again. Dave's not here, man. Dave's not he, feeling well, so wish uh, wishing him all the best. Feel better, man, and we will uh, hit you up next time. But he never, he, never get, he never gets tired of that phrase. I bet he he's never heard it in his life ever. I never, never. Now, how you doing, once. man? Good. And yourself? How are you doing? Been a while. Uh, the last episode we did was like right before I left on my cruise. Yeah, so you've been, you've been a busy bee, man. You've been uh, going all over the world. I have done a lot of driving in that time. <laughs> drove to New Orleans and back, and we drove to Dallas and back. So yeah, driving's becoming your new hobby. So yeah, we have been doing a lot of driving. So uh, since the last time we recorded, we went, we drove to New Orleans, uh, spent a couple days there before the cruise, and then uh, met some friends there. Went on the cruise, had a good birthday time, gained a lot of weight on the cruise. Drank a lot of fruity drinks and and good stuff, and you just had a good time. It wasn't uh, we liked the ship. We went on the Carnival Valor, which comparatively that ship is it's very different, man. Like everything is very like there's like parts of the ship that are very like Americana. Like the the main atrium has like busts of all the dead presidents everywhere, and like. There, the the restaurant, the the buffet area is called Rosie's Restaurant. And there's like this huge mur- mural of Rosie the Riveter in there, on there. Um, there the the main uh, room where they have like the shows, it's like it's it's set up like an old English castle with like knights and stuff. It's really wow. weird. It's a weird ship, but it's really cool. Um, something. How many days were you out? We were on a five days. The cruise was a five-day cruise? Five-day cruise, yeah. Wow. Where'd y'all make port? Uh, Cozumel and Progreso, which is uh, the Yucatan, which we've done that. Did they try to sell you insurance? No, that's progressive. (laughs) (laughs) No, Progreso, the soup. You bought soup. We went there for soup, basically. (laughs) Um, It was delicious. No, but we've never actually got off the ship before, so... Uh, the port at Progresso was very different. You actually have to get on a bus and it takes you from the ship down to like the main town area. And it's about a 10 minute ride. So wow. we didn't do that last time because we were actually with my in-laws and they just didn't feel like doing it, mm. but we didn't know what we were doing. So we just decided, Hey, we're just going to walk around. Uh, we got to like the main ship area or the, the main area. It's very much, you know, people jumping at you, trying to get you to buy something or do something or that sure. type of stuff. But we walked down a little bit further and it's like this beach area. We just walked on this long promenade up and down a couple times. Um, we, uh, which is interesting. That area of the world is where one of the first meteors hit when the dinosaurs got extinct oh. and they were building they were like a couple weeks out, but they were building this 
museum in tribute to all that. And it had like these dinosaur um, exhibits there. And like there was dinosaurs on the outside. I'll show you pictures. It was really cool. I like dinosaur stuff. I know. I wish it was open. We would have definitely gone there. But we ended up going to like this restaurant. It was like a seafood restaurant. Did you have soup there? I did not, but my friend did, actually. <laughs> I should have gotten soup. We're in Progresso. <laughs> Progresso soup, man. But it was it was a, a really damn good. Um, they had like this pina colada, but it was made with like um, horchata. The soup? It was like, not, horchata's not soup. <laughs> <laughs> Stop thinking about soup. Oh, no, no, I, I like horchata. It's good. It's good rice need, milk and uh, cinnamon. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you need to progress oh, away from talking about that. Mm. Oh. Yeah, that was, mm, see what you did there. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it was a good. It was a good time. We had a good time in New Orleans. Like the first night, we uh, went and ate at this restaurant that was owned by Aaron Sanchez. You know the the chef. Mm-hmm. Uh, ate way too much. And then uh, we. What you have? I had this, um, they called them enchiladas, but they weren't enchiladas. They were really, um, it was almost like a Mexican casserole in a way, but it was really fucking good. That's all I got to say. Um, did my you wife, tell, did you ask the chef to come out and say, sir, these are not enchiladas? <laughs> no, I did not. I, I would have, but I, I wanted to I, buy, a t- I need to tell the chef this. I wanted a t-shirt, but they didn't have, they were like very low in stock on any kind of shirt, mm. but. They have a shirt like these are our enchiladas. Yes, they did. And they had a picture of it not being enchiladas. Yep. So the next that night we just went back to the hotel and sort of crashed out. It was a long drive, you know. Oh, it's like what, seven hours? Uh really it's only about five hours. Five hours it was like five hours and twenty minutes, something like that. Hmm. So it's not that bad. Um, any traffic and stuff, but I mean, sure. Um not going, but coming back we got stuck in traffic like in Baton Rouge, but Yeah. So my asshole was like how, how it goes. My asshole was like trying to like with like inches from us like for like an hour. It's like Jesus, man. Um, but New Orleans when our buddy we picked up our friends up at the airport, uh, got settled in at, our, at the hotel, and then we <laughs> went down to Bourbon Street, started drinking, got oh, some food, and nice. Yeah, we had did some, you uh, go to hi oh God? What's that? Pat O'Brien's? Did you go to? We there? did not go to Pat O'Brien's. No, they they uh, do this drink called the Hurricane. The Hurricane, like yeah. Their, their I had a Hurricane, drink. but it, I had it at a different place. Mm. Um, we did go to the bar that uh, Dave recommended. It's like the little heavy metal bar. Uh, it was our yeah. last. It was our last <laughs> stop of the night. Um, I got to pull the name up. It Is was that really place cool. on Bourbon. It's right off. Yeah. Oh, cool. It's called the Dungeon. I think um, I've seen it before. It's like a two, it's really small, but it's like two stories and like, like we went upstairs to get a drink and like the music sucked. And then we went down and the music was good. And then as soon as we got downstairs, they were playing good music upstairs. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> um, what, so was, many, what was they playing that you considered sucked? I don't know. They were playing like weird, uh, you know, like industrial techno stuff at some point and mm. like not really dance EDM it had some guitars in it, but like. You know, we were looking for Iron Maiden and like Slayer, and you know, it was like a heavy metal bar. You know what so I mean? So there was a lot of like scene people there. Is that what you're saying? Yes, a lot. Uh, we wait. We went to Cafe Du Monde. Oh, and, nice. Oh, my favorite place that we did go to that um, I was really excited for. I my I called my cousin, my cousin Mike's like a big fan of like New Orleans cuisine and like drinks and stuff like that. So I called sure. him that morning. I'm like, where do I need to go? And and he mentioned this. Um, 
uh, Tiki Bar that uh, I'm trying to pull the name of it up. Um, hmm. Beach Bum Berries Latitude 29. That's a very long bar name. It is. Uh, <laughs> but it was amazing. I had this uh, this drink, this bourbon drink. Um, even my friend, one of my friends that was with us, she's like, I don't really like bourbon. I'm like, try this, taste it, see if you like it or not. You and didn't get a tiki drink? You got a bourbon I drink? I got a t- it was tiki tiki esque. Oh, okay. With bourbon in it, which made me even happier. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was called. I got to pull. It was a paniola. It was Kentucky bourbon, Hawaiian macadamia nut liqueur, uh, lime cranberry syrup, and mole bitters. Mole bitters. Mole bitters. Yeah, that's. It was really good. Interesting. It was. It almost had like a sort of an old fashioned taste to it, but it was like a tropical old fashioned in a way. You know what I mean? Okay. It was really good. I, I had like two or three of those and I was ready for more. <laughs> wow. I think that's where I <laughs> think two, that's where they, two or three of those. And they were like carrying you out of the place. <laughs> we went to some restaurant. I can't remember the name of the restaurant we went to, but our, my, my friend Scott found it. And I was a little, you know, not super wasted, but you know, feeling it. You were wasted. And they're like, it was my, it was my birthday. It was actually my birthday day. And he's like, what do you want? The, the, the waiter. And I'm like, it's my birthday. What? He's like, I'm going to get, I'm, he made like this blackened, catfish was like crab and it, it, the sauce was like super fucking heavy i'm not used to eating that type of food you know what i mean and he's rich. like i'm gonna give you it was very rich he's like i'm gonna put crab cakes on there and all that kind of stuff i'm like all right all right i ate like half of it i'm just like all right man i am i am done <laughs> i was like <laughs> yeah done for you're, the, you're, i'm full of alcohol i can't put i was full of alcohol in there. and, and, and <laughs> like really heavy food because we had just eaten like like beignets like 10 minutes before that you know what I oh mean? yeah especially it was like yeah. oh my god did you uh get a chance to check out uh what is it the tale of two sisters we wanted to we wanted to go to go to, to brunch there that morning but it just didn't work out on our schedule gotcha uh i really want to go there but yeah next time and yeah, it's really it's, not that far cool. you know it's right on the the square if i remember yeah. correctly it's right. uh, not too far from cafe dumont actually yep we used to get to we didn't get to everything we wanted to do. I mean, by the time we got to Bourbon Street, we were there like, for like what one day, two days, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So it's by the time we got to Bourbon Street, it was like late, and there was just it was like overwhelming, overwhelmingly annoying with people. We're like, all right, did you I check think we're out done. Frenchman Street at all? I did not. Not this oh, time. Gotcha. Yeah, Frenchman Street's a lot more calmer and less off of the touristy beat. So what we actually what happened? We start we started off with a sandwich shop that we wanted to find. Uh, and then it was a walk, it was, it was walking distance to like the, the beginning of like bourbon street and like the, the, the Harrah's and all that, all that area. Mm-hmm. And we were walking over there and it started raining. Uh-oh. So we found a bar, we hung out in the bar for a while. Mm-hmm. And then once it started to dissipate a little bit, we, we moved on, walked through the casino. And we're like, yeah, we're done here. This is not our, <laughs> not our style. If we want to gamble, we'll gamble on the cruise. You know what I mean? <laughs> they allow gambling on the cruises. That's cool. Yeah, once you're in international water, yeah, for sure. Cool. Uh, and then this past so, weekend, a New Orleans success, cruise yep. success. Yep. And then you went to Dallas. We went to Dallas this past weekend for the Alice Cooper Misfits show. It was phenomenal. I, I have a couple stories about that. Um, so we went in. I didn't know Alice Cooper was still playing live. Oh, fuck yeah, dude! Alice Cooper is one of the best show one of the best shows you'll see he he's like he's just a an amazing showman that's 
he honestly, we we're talking about it. My buddy Shane was there next to us, and he was like, "Man, the Misfits are really gonna have to uh, keep up their game to get here." But yeah, we went in the day before. Um, Did Alice Cooper open for the Misfits? Yep. Oh wow! Yeah, I would have thought that would go the other way around. That's interesting. Uh, well, they play. Uh, they let them play a long time. They played over. Over an hour and twenty, almost something like that. So Jesus Christ! It, yeah, I mean the the misfit. I mean, Alice Cooper played a long time, but the opening band was a band called Fear. Do you remember Fear? Mm-hmm. They had a, they had a couple. They were like a late seventies, early early eighties punk band, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the singer is a guy named Lee Ving. Uh, and if you ever seen the movie Clue, he played Mister Body in that movie. Oh, okay. The owner of the house who died well, very Technically, early. he's not Mr. Body, but okay, well, yeah. Don't spoil it for everybody. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Body <laughs> is not really Mr. Body. Spoiler right. for a movie that came out in 1985. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we, we'll give it a couple more years before we spoil it. But yeah. Um, he also uh, had a project uh, he did with uh, Dave Mustaine back in the 90s called MD45. He was a singer on that album. Mad Dog 45? It might have been Mad Dog 45. Like the cult drink? No, it was just MD 45. MD dot 45. I don't think it stand, stood for, for Mad Dog. But at some point, uh, Dave Mustaine remastered it and basically said, oh, can't find the original master tapes for the audio, so I'm going to sing everything myself. Yeah. Not the good version. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Well, we all know Dave Mustaine can't sing, so. Um, Yes and no. The answer is no. (laughs) Um, They were fun, and then Alice Cooper, I mean, just blew everybody away. Because, like, it was a weird mix of crowd. It was like that old rocker people that were there to see Alice Cooper and then the old punks that were there to see the Misfits. Mm. So it was an interesting um, mix of, of, of crowd. Um. But we uh we decided to rent some the the lawn chairs. So we had lawn seats, and we were we got there early enough where we can get a good location. We were sort of right in the middle, very close to the front of the lawn. Rented our lawn seats, put them down, met up with our friends, and they they sat next to us. And I gotta tell you, man, about four or five songs into the Misfit set, you know those those seats were gone. The, a mosh pit sort of formed right behind us. Nice. And uh, it got out of hand really, really quickly. I got I got injured a little bit, truthfully. You um, got injured in a mosh pit? Were you in the mosh pit? I was not uh, intentionally in the mosh pit. But um, you were a part of the mosh pit. You started, like, swinging your arms. No. So what happened is, like, they, they started it up, and, you know, we sort of like, okay, shit, what are we going to do with these chairs? There was no place to put these chairs. There was, like, rows, like, two or three rows of chairs, like, right around where they were trying to start this mosh pit. Uh, I got hit in the, in, I'll, I'll admit it, I got hit in the nards by one of the chairs. Oh, no. Then I got hit in the <laughs> knee, took an arrow to the knee, basically. Um, and we like, everybody was like trying to move these chairs out of the way. There was no way we, we started stacking them on top of each other. And then the mosh pit got even bigger. Um, and somehow some dude decided, Hey, I'm going to throw elbows and hit me in the, like the, my right neck, like the, the side of my right neck. I went down and as I was going down, somebody, apparently one of the chairs got 
kicked forward, hit me in the ankle. And <laughs> yeah, I was, I was trying to get up. I oh, got, man. there's people that were, I, I, there was like no room to get up. I was like just down. And a couple of the guys that were off to the side, uh, help try to help me get up. And like, as we were trying to help me get up, another guy came in and hit me and my body sort of just twisted. And like, I just tweaked my, the left side of my neck, like majorly. And this is why for everyone who's listening, Carrie's in a body cast now. Yeah. I'm in a body cast pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I'm just too old for that shit, man. <laughs> that wasn't, it was not intentional. We did not want to be anywhere near that. But the venue, if you're listening out there, it's like one of those big outdoor venues. Like if you're from Houston, it's like, like the Woodlands. Cynthia Wooden. It's Cynthia like the Woodlands Pavilion. Yeah. There's the little pit area. There's like a bunch of chairs under under uh, you know under the the where. But those are bolted in chairs. There. They're bolted in chairs exactly. Then there's yeah. the lawn area. Yeah. And I'm surprised they rented out lawn chairs because that's not safe. Well, I I, I don't know. It's super we spent, not safe. We spent money on them for sure. Well, yeah, they were like, "Oh yeah, you want to give us money?" Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall the show was amazing. Uh, Alice Cooper was phenomenal. I've never seen this version of the Misfits before. I've seen him before with He Who Should Not Be Named, who's now a Proud Boy, old ex singer. Uh, but the the weirdest thing about it. So if you don't know much about the Misfits, um, there's two original members. And they started like in the late 70s, like 77. Hmm. So with Glenn Danzig and Jerry only. And then Doyle was with them too. He's been, Doyle he wasn't, rules. An, he wasn't, an, yeah. Oh, Doyle rules. He wasn't an original, original member, but uh, he's been in the band long enough. But like on the shirt, they didn't, they say original misfits, but they don't include Doyle on there, which is weird. Uh, and then Dave Lombardo from Slayer uh, was on drums, and the other guitar player, which I had to look him up. You know the band, the Murder Dolls. Mm, I've heard of them. But He's a guitar actually. player in, in from that band, which makes sense, you know. But uh, it was a it was a really good show. Um, they blow. They didn't have a stage show as as good as like what Alice Cooper does. Um, and when they did when Alice Cooper did the man behind the mask, you know, the, the Friday the 13th song, mm-hmm. they had a guy in a Jason mask out there on stage, chasing kids around <laughs> pretty fun. Yeah. Um, but the Misfits are really, it was fun. You know, most of their songs are like one, two, three and a half minutes at the most. So they had a long, a lot, a lot of songs in their set list, but we were so far back and all the other bands, you know, usually when you go to those big shows, they, they filmed them. They broadcast them on the big screens. Well, the Misfits didn't do that. Those big screens were just showing like their graphics and video stuff they had on screen. So they say, if you want to see this, you got to get close. Well, somebody told me that it was because of Glenn Danzig. He doesn't. He feels like he's too old to be on screen like that, or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, very. I, I guess. Um, I, I don't want to say ego, but. But ego. what's that? Self-conscious. Yeah, I guess that's the word. Um, but I mean, it was definitely worth going to the show. We we got to we spent the most money at this show than as we have in a long time. Mm. We both got a couple drinks, uh, which like I had one drink. It was like twenty two bucks, you know. And you rented some chairs that were. We rented some chairs, and we and we got an Alice Cooper shirt and a Misfits T shirt. There were forty bucks each for a shirt. Jeez. 
and what t-shirt what's that yeah we got two shirts yeah that's right um but yeah i mean it's a good time though you know so no regret <laughs> um and a couple days before that i saw a band that i really don't know much about live and that was pucifer the uh side project from the guy from tool that is correct uh what's uh, his name Maynard. Uh, Maynard Keenan. Yeah. Maynard James Keenan. So my buddy, uh, I've known for a long time. He just had twins back in January. Mark, if you're listening to this, thank you for uh, taking me to the show. He, uh, his wife bought him tickets for his birthday. He had a buddy that was going to come in from California who was unable to make it. Mm-hmm. So he reached out to me. Uh, and you're and like I, free tickets. Well, no, I was more to go hang out with my buddy. I don't really know much about the band at all. Um, and I'm not, so are you a fan now or what's, I am not a fan of tool. I, I, I mean, I can, I can stomach them. I can listen to them if they come on, but I'm not a big fan, Hmm. but, um, I really, I really enjoyed Pucifer because it's a different style style of band. It's very much more Depeche mode, very electronic with some, a little bit of guitar work. Yeah, I can see that. Um, and I, I'm not, I'm not a big Pucifer fan, so. Is I when I was I was preparing for the show I made like a playlist and I so now it's like it's sort of like crept into my regular random playlist so I'm like I'm hearing more Pucifer now mm. but uh, I had no idea that uh, Maynard isn't really Maynard in this band he plays like characters I didn't so, like, know that either I had no idea the first part of the show if you're a fan of Pucifer um, you guys know what I'm talking about. The first part of the show that everybody came out, there were like sort of like men in black characters. <laughs> and then they did a little intermission. Then he came out and he was like the seventies porn star guy. It was very interesting. Very cool though. Well, I mean, I mean, have you ever been to a tool show? I have not. Oh, I mean, he dresses up for tool shows. He oh yeah. Does like, uh, I've seen weird, videos and stuff. Yeah. He does weird characters for every, I guess every tour. Sure. He's just, a. Uh, a very strange and creative guy. He's an odd duckling for sure. There you go. Uh, but I had a good time at the show and it was at a venue I'd never been to before called the 713 music venue. Is that uh, here in Houston? Yeah, it's here. Uh, it's on the east side of downtown. It, it's where the old post uh, Houston Post building is. Oh, I, they, I, convert, they converted part of it to a food hall and the other part. Did you actually go in the post, that venue inside yeah. the post? Oh, cool. I've always wondered if it was a, a good venue. How was the venue? The venue was fantastic, actually. Yeah, they have um, a lot of concerts there. Yeah, so I, there was a concert coming up that I really wanted to go to that's going to be there soon. Uh, Judas Priest with Queendrike. Uh-huh. Like the end of, I believe it's the end of of November, like November 29th, right? So we get in there, and uh, they had this little table set up. There was a guy sitting there, and it had a little little placard on the on the table and it says tonight only $20 tickets Judas Priest I'm like wait what I was like I went up to the guy I'm like so tickets to 20 bucks he's like yeah $20 I'm like how much are the service fees I was like oh it's $20 flat I'm like two please so I got $20 tickets to uh, Judas Priest and Queen Direct which is a great fucking deal you know sure yeah because I mean I was willing to go pay like 50 or 60 bucks to that show Oh, was that how much tickets originally cost? Yeah, usually like 60, 60 something dollars. Oh, wow. So, I, great deal for me. I'm happy. Score, yeah. Yeah. Good deal. You're just and, shaking your head. You, I mean, it's cool. It's Judas Priest. I mean, yeah. sure. 
Yeah. One of the, the greatest metal bands of all time. I mean, isn't like most of the original members not around anymore? Um, no, that's not true. Only one guitar player. He comes out every once in a while to play a couple songs with him, but he can't do a full tour, really. Uh-huh. And then the other guy, yeah, KK, is uh, has his own project now. And the There's, singer is dead? The singer is not dead. Rob Halford is kicking it live, man. I thought the singer from Judas Priest was passed no. away. Passed away. No, never. Well, oh. hopefully never. Oh well, well we'll see. Rob Halford is like in his seventies and and screaming like a fucking madman. Okay. He's amazing. All right. So I mean, this is one of those. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Judas Priest, and I saw them when they came maybe three or four years ago before the pandemic. Um, it, it's Sugarland Financial Center. Great show and. You know these bands like this are they're they're not getting any younger, so you have to take every advantage, you know, to see them live. You know what I mean? Yep. I mean they're in their seventies, most of them. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. How much longer can they, they don't really have do that it? Many shows left in them. Hon- honestly, it's sad to think that way, but it's true. Oh, it's very true. Yeah. I so I'm excited to see them live. I can't even tell you how many Judas Priest songs I actually know. And the new Queen Threat album that just came out—it's really fucking good. So I'm excited. I, to see I know them. two Judas Priest songs. You've got another thing coming. Yep. Heading out to the highway and breaking the law. Breaking the law. Okay. Those are the three most popular. Yeah. yeah those are the only ones I know. Go listen to the album Painkiller from 1990. That album is one of my favorite albums of all time. Maybe we'll see. We are going to uh, be visiting some Judas Priest during uh, later in the show. I, I have a feeling now. <laughs> Maybe some George Hates Metal we're, might we're, handle. We're, piv- we're pivoting the George we're, Hates Metal. Yep. Yep. So what have you been up to, man? Uh, you know, same old, same old, nothing too special. Halloween just passed. So, yep. you know. What did you do? Did you do anything special? Uh, we handed out some candy. It was uh, Catherine and I's uh, three-year anniversary also during this week. Um, so we celebrated our three-year anniversary and then prepped for Halloween by, you know, doing our... <laughs> faves by carving pumpkins and watching horror movies cool. and hoping hoping kid, kids will come and get candy because we don't get high traffic in our neighborhood yeah we didn't either we didn't have our we didn't have our lights on but we didn't have one doorbell ring the whole time well you didn't have right. your, you didn't have your lights on so yeah but still whatever <laughs> that that's what like the I, universal sign of please leave me the fuck alone that that's never bothered people before they just knocked on your door anyways and we didn't have any candy to give away so oh well there you go we can we it, have well, a whole bunch of candy downstairs i can bring we, it to you no i'm good yep i'm not eating candy right now that's all sure. i'm it's all i'm gonna force feed you now all right <laughs> <laughs> um i know we're gonna get into uh what movie we've been watching so we'll talk about some of your halloween viewing yeah, sure. But have you been playing any video games recently? Uh, I've caught the bug to uh, pick up my uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Even oh, yeah? though I even though I know I borrowed a game from you, it's still sitting on my counter, <laughs> to, counter to play. <laughs> Which but one was, did you borrow? For, I forgot already. It was uh, Deathloop. Oh, yeah, Deathloop. That's right. Yeah, I was interested in playing that. But however, I was like, oh, man, I really want to play Ghost of Tsushima again. So you go back into it? Uh, I was. I'm just kind of crossing off old uh, like oh, yeah. missions I never did. Or doesn't like, it look, you got a PS5 stuff. now, right? Yeah. How amazing does that game look on the PS5? Well, I oh have a God. PS4 version. I bet it would look better if I had a PS5 version. Well, but... you can you can pay for the difference. 
there's yeah, an upgrade I'm, you can I'm buy. Not, I'm not going to do that. I did. I I I, I have a severe uh, allergy of paying for the same thing twice. Oh, I don't. I mean, Star Wars was, has and Indiana Jones has done that enough to me throughout my <laughs> my, my my lifetime. But I, I will tell you, I don't the, think I need to do that anymore. The HD upgrade, the PS5 version, it's for Ghost of Tsushima, fucking worth it. I bet. Yeah, it's a it's really. I mean, the PS4 version was a gorgeous. So I can only imagine the PS5 is even more. So. I need to get back in the Last of Us Part Two. I, I put that down before my vacation. Back from before my birthday, I haven't picked it back up yet. I've I'm never, really playing a lot of games. I haven't played Last of Us Two yet. I have been playing uh, more uh, Switch stuff recently. Um, oh, I, you've been uh, traveling, so that makes sense. Yeah, I got I got this new game that I was really excited for. It's and it's a Warhammer Forty Thousand game. It's called Shooters Blood and Teeth. Isn't Warhammer a tabletop game? It is a tabletop game, but there's a lot of video games based on that universe Mm. and this one it's a side scroller game very much like metal slug okay but there's levels you 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 had my curiosity but now i know but it's and (laughs) it's it's a lot of fun like uh, i'm i'm still trying to get used to like the control scheme it's a little awkward but graphically it looks like a fucking guar video game it looks like if you just replace these char- these orcs with Guar characters, it would be a Guar game. That's what the graphics remind me of. It's really fun. You need um, to call Guar and says, "I got an idea for you." I know they should make a video game like that. I'd be down <laughs> for that. Um, all all Guar music and yep use their use their storyline to tell uh, a video game. I'm I'm so ready for that. <laughs> I'd be down for that. Um, I also picked up a game I actually haven't picked up or haven't started yet, uh, Bayonetta 3. Bayonetta. Uh, you never played the Bayonetta games? No. Nah. Amazing. Uh, it, uh, just like action, adventure, like just the, the first two are amazing. Um, I just with haven't with had time. With the exception to- of like Mario and like Zelda, I don't play a lot of Japanese games. Um. The, okay, I don't know if this is a ja- the the company that made it is not a Japanese company, but it's the games are bonkers. That's for fucking sure. It's for Nintendo, right? It is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm looking. I can't wait to dive into the. So maybe next episode, I'll definitely have more to say on that. And I picked up the expansion for Resident Evil Village, the Winter's expansion. So. It does a couple things. One, there's a new, there's like a six hour campaign mm. where you play the daughter from the game and you go back later into it and go back to the same. It's like the same level, like same level, like, game, but from a different perspective. Uh, same assets, you know what I mean, but a different game. Sure. But then there's also the game is first per- first person, but with this expansion, you can go back and play the regular game in a third person view mode, oh, cool. which is pretty cool. That's Hasn't what I, I. All of their games always been in third person. No, the last couple have been first person. Oh, really? I and shows you how much I know about Resident Evil. And if you don't know, uh, the the game uh, Village was written by this uh, this guy. He's a he's an author, uh, Anthony Johnson, but he's also a podcaster, hmm. a heavy metal podcaster, and he has a show called Thrash It Out. And so why give a we sh- have not been on the show? Or vice versa. Yeah, we need to. Yeah, we, we need to cross pollinate here. I, I've actually talked to him about it before, but scheduling never worked out. So, mm. 
I'm like, too, dude, too busy writing the Resident, Resident Evil, Evil games. I mean, I'd be busy. Do you think it would offend him if I told him I never played a Resident Evil game? No. Oh, okay. Because he only wrote the last one. So, oh, well, is that true? You've never played one? Mm-mm, no, you, never really? Played a single one. Oh, that's right. You're those games don't really interest me. They scare you, don't they? They do scare me, yes. <laughs> but also, I'm not really into like the way the game looks and the way the game plays. Mm. And survival horror is usually the, not. I my will admit, yeah, for games. the first ones are very wonky. They've um they've remastered and redone the first three games now. They're coming out was Resident Evil Four. Resident Evil Four, it that's when it turned from more of a survival horror game into more of an action horror game. Uh-huh. I love Resident Evil Four. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Speaking about double dipping, I've bought I've probably bought that game like six times already. Wow! I even have it on the the Meta Quest. Sorry, the Oculus Quest. The Oculus Quest. Yeah, it's really cool. Or on it's, that, it's it's called the Meta Quest, isn't it? <laughs> it is now, but yeah, it's um, still called Oculus. I bought it when it was called the Oculus. That's what I'm sticking with. I have played the first Silent Hill. And I'm okay. pretty sure that was like the game that like, yeah, I don't think I like these games because <laughs> that game was f- pretty creepy. Or at least that's what I remembered when I played it in like middle school. Yeah, they're designed to be creepy. I don't know. They're fun. I don't listen. You, you watch more horror movies than me. I do. I love horror movies. So what's up with what's up with like the video games is it like you, you feel much, more interactive. It's, it's more immersive, like like. I become the character. Okay. Uh, I'm the I character, can see that. you know, and then so let me ask you this. bad happens to the character. It could happen to me. And do scary. you like going to like haunted houses? No, actually I do not. Me either. I yeah. hate them. What, what's your reason for not going to haunted houses? Um, I don't enjoy the anticipation of being scared. I yeah. find, I find the scaring moments fun. Or like the cool maze or like the design of the maze. Sure. I find those very interesting and cool. I don't like the like, oh, I know this is this part. If I turn this corner, someone's going to jump out and yeah. scare me. I don't so, I don't like, like so not the anticipation being, of being scared. Doesn't yeah. like I'm, I'm with you on that. I don't like not being in control. And I feel like I have like no control when, in those situations. Like a guy's going to jump out. I'm just going to punch him. <laughs> but like you know i love roller coasters and i love yeah. like my adrenaline being you know thrown you know up high so i don't know i, I i'm an enigma carrie i don't understand i don't have an answer for you no no that i'm i'm actually 100 with you on that one do you remember we went on the king kong ride at universal mm-hmm. and in the queue there was a guy hiding those random people ha- hiding around. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing in this? This is the King <laughs> Kong ride. You shouldn't be scaring people. What the hell is going on? Yeah, that was mad. Worst cues ever. Anyway, it was. Yeah. Universal doesn't do cues very well. I mean, no. the Harry Potter stuff is pretty cool, but. Oh yeah. Well, cause it's like themed, right? Yeah. Like theirs is themed, but like the King Kong, there's like nothing for. You're in a cave and several, on the several island, feet. Island. Yeah. Yeah, several hundreds of feet. There's nothing going on until you get to the animatronic lady. So let's talk about uh, what we've been watching. Let's, let's do it. Let's uh, let's talk about our non-horror stuff first, and we get into the horror movies that we've seen. Okay. Um, you wanna I want to talk first? about a movie. Yeah, I watched. This, uh, I went. I was uh, over my hours last week, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to leave work early. I'm going to go catch a movie, and I went and saw Black Adam. Oh, by myself. By yourself? By myself. Is it because you couldn't convince your wife to see it or 
No, because I just went while she was working. I just, oh, gotcha. Way it worked out. She wants mm-hmm. to see it. We'll watch it when it comes on HBO Max soon. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. when I plan on watching it. Um, you know what? I really liked Black Adam. I liked wow, the movie. Really? I'm not a big DC guy, but um, I liked what they did with the Justice Society. Some of the characters are really cool. I've heard nothing but terrible things. Doctor Fate was really cool. Well, Doctor no, Fate, not, it, Doctor Fate is a very cool character in general. But I it's hear, not it's not a great movie. But <laughs> I, I still enjoyed it, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> this it, is not helping your case. <laughs> I'm trying to remember who the bad guy in the movie was like, I don't remember the, the antagonist. Oh, I remember now. It's like some satanic dude or something, right? Uh, sort of. It's like a big, like pendulum thingy or a uh, pentagram thingy in his chest. Yeah. That storyline was a little wonky, but well, black whatever. Adam in general is his whole storylines. Yeah. Very thin. Like the whole idea that they made a whole movie about black Adam is redonkulous to begin with. It it is because the I, I the Rock Dwayne Johnson is a very charismatic actor, and the character Black Adam is not. There was a couple of moments where I'm like, okay, there's the Rock right there, but most of it he was like really playing it straight and very. It was it was weird, but I mean, I I actually enjoyed the movie. Um, Pierce Bronson Brosnan. Yeah, Brosnan, Bro- Brosnan mm-hmm. as Dr. Fate was. I'm I like, mean, yeah. that's just like perfect casting. If it you was. Ask me. I'm like, I've never I haven't seen I the movie, see but like the picture of him yep. next to the Dr. Fate costume looks awesome. Hawkman was pretty cool. Um, there were some cool elements in, in, in the movie and it was just a good, fun popcorn movie. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, what I'll, should I reserve my judgment to like, I didn't eat any popcorn. So maybe, I don't know. Um, if you go in with low expectations, knowing this is just a, it's just a, a superhero movie, sort of. It's one of the best, <laughs> sort of, sort of, because Black Adam's not really a superhero. You know what it's I mean? An anti-hero. Yeah, sort of. He's supposed to be a villain for Shazam. Yes, who he's supposed to be. You know about the the uh, the guy who shows up at the end, right? And Superman. Yeah, every, they oh, okay. ruined it before the movie came out. They ruined that in the fucking commercials. Yeah. I was like, what? Why are they showing that? You know, because they got to get asses in seats and everybody I, wants to see Superman. It's true. That's why he quit being the, uh, the witcher. Well, that is, that's not true, but okay. No, come on. That is not the reason. I think I truly a hundred percent believe that one, uh, the writers were changing the way that they were running the show. He wasn't happy with how season two turned out. I don't feel like he's super happy with season three. And DC's like, wait, hey, it was a season want- three. Yeah, he's filming season three. I never even finished season one, so. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> it was too, um, it was too jumpy in time for me. Like I just, I, I, well, we watch, we try to go back that, to the it. The fact that you haven't finished season one shows that you don't understand the timeline of that. <laughs> well, yeah, no, totally. We tried going back and watching another episode like like a couple of years ago during the pandemic. And we were just both, me and my wife were both like, uh, what the fuck? Okay, never mind. We're good. <laughs> yeah, I think it's best. It, it might be more enjoyable if you know the fact that there is two different timelines going on at the same time. Yes, I know. Um, That's just anyway, I, I really liked Witcher season one. Season two was a bit like, eh, for me, but it was some cool action. And I really like Henry Cavill because he's so charismatic as the Witcher. 
Sure. Even though it's like inherently the he's supposed to be the opposite as the mm-hmm. Witcher, which is who the you know, who I, the now uh, Liam Hemsworth. Yeah, one of the Hemsworth one of the Hemsworths. Yeah, the you know it's I know I've seen Liam Hemsworth before, but if you would have asked me what he looks like, I couldn't I think, tell you. Wasn't he in the um uh the Mocking Jay whatever that series is called? The Yes, the arrow girl. Oh, an arrow lady. <laughs> Hunger Games. Hunger Games, game. thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, it there is the Hunger go. Games, right? Uh, yeah, it is the Hunger Games. <laughs> I was thinking of uh, Battle Royale, sorry. Yeah, I've seen the Hunger Games movies. Uh, that's about all I remember. Yeah. Uh, he might be in those movies. I don't remember him in those movies, but sure. But anyway, uh, yes, everybody wants to see Superman. That's why they put him in the, the uh, commercials. My wife texted me. I didn't even realize this a while back. She texted me one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Um, <laughs> every song before, uh, during fear, leaving would start every song. He would go one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. And then the band would start playing every track they played. They got to keep him in count, man. He looked, he looked old, man. Maybe that was keeping his heart going. That's right. He was telling them how to like, you know, hit the pacemaker to keep him alive. I mean, he he was great. I mean, he he he's like in his seventies, you know. Mm. It was like a, definitely was like a one-off show for them too. And I, and let me say, it was weird seeing like I know the Misfits are an iconic band, but in a venue that big, it sort of feels contradictory to their their whole whole. Feel. You know what I mean? Yeah, their whole image. Yeah, like, in a way. Big against the man and yeah yeah, yeah. no but no I, I totally get it it was, it was still a great show we're, we're totally we're, against the man and this totally corporate tour <laughs> <laughs> but they don't the, the thing about the misfits is they don't they do one-off shows they make them special they don't tour they'll do like one show here they're doing one show in new in las vegas uh on new year's i did one show in chicago for riot fest it's like you know, they're doing like two or three shows a year. You know, it's not like mm. they're touring on this stuff, you know? Mm. So that's why we're like, okay, they're coming to Dallas. Let's go see them. I'm very curious what this has to do with Black Adam. It does not have anything to do with Black Adam. Oh, okay. I was trying to f- figure out how you're going to tie this back together, but um, we, we can move on from Black Adam. Oh, okay. Watch it when it comes down to HBO Max next month. <laughs> sure. I, I, it should be coming out in November, right? I, I don't know, because HBO Max is probably going to be very needing of some uh, content soon. I don't know, man. Can- White Lotus just came out. so I'm, Well, they're I'm, canceling everything else. So That's not true either. That's, anything that HBO Max is original, they're pretty much canceling. That's not true. Those are all rumors. That's not, no. That is, that is true. 100% true. And not 100% true. Okay, 98% true. They just released a whole bunch of new HBO Max stuff. Okay, that was it, though. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, let's talk about uh, House of Dragons. House Speaking of, of Dragon. HBO. You yeah. finished the series? Season? I have. I You know, what's funny is I thought the season was only supposed to be nine episodes. So I watched nine episodes thinking I watched the season finale yeah. and I'm like, Oh, what the fuck? What a terrible season finale. <laughs> and then like the next week, uh, the 10th episode comes out and I go, Oh, all right. Now I feel like an idiot. Were there 10 episodes? Yeah. Pretty sure there was. Yeah. Oh, did you see all of the episodes? I'm, I'm 
wondering now, did I? <laughs> I'm looking at the uh, at my. Your no, episode? there was. There was, ten episodes. Yeah, you're right. Did you not see the tenth episode? Uh. No, I saw it. Yeah, I saw it. You sure? Yeah. Okay. I'm looking at the description. I did. You sure? I I think. Okay. You, you, did you catch the How to Train Your Dragon moment? No. Oh, well. What do you mean? Uh, I guess spoiler for House of Dragon, but there's a kid who's riding his dragon at the end of the season. Yep. And uh, homie doesn't play that very well. <laughs> I, I saw that. Okay. I'm trying to be vague as possible, I guess. <laughs> um. Kid, kid. Okay. Eventually, a kid will ride a dragon. And it will not end well for him. That's correct. I saw. I did see that. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, so I did. I did see all ten episodes. There you yeah. go. You did see all ten episodes. Yeah. I, so I, the episode before that, a lady bursts out of the ground uh-huh. with a dragon, and I go, "Ah, oh, what the fuck? This is stupid." I thought that was the season finale, but oh, yeah. sure enough, it wasn't. But still, so what do you what do you think of the show? Uh, it's okay. Like, uh, I'm not blown away. I'm not. Uh, I'm not underwhelmed, so there's that. Are um, you just whelmed? I am just okay. I think it's fine. I think it's it's playing the beats of the original Game of Thrones show a little too closely for me. Hmm. Um, well, yeah. It, it, there's a lot of that. I know it's what hundreds of thousands, or like a thousand year or whatever before I think the Game of couple, Thrones series. I think it's a hundred years or maybe. I a, thought it was more than that. No, it's like maybe a generation or two. No, it's way more than that, dude. Come on. I don't think so, because Aegon the Mad King is uh, a kid in this show. House of Dragon timeline. Hopefully Google will be... Okay, so blah, blah, blah. Spans about 28 years leading up to the start of the Dance of the Dragons in 129 AC. That doesn't tell me anything. It's uh, it's about a generation or two. Okay, between. so it's two hundred years before the events of Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's that seems a bit high. Okay, I don't know. Okay, but uh, I, I mean it's fun. I, I enjoyed the show. We watched it every week, so I mean it, we didn't fine. tap out. No, no, exactly. Like I wasn't like underwhelmed with anything. I thought it was perfectly ser- serviceable. I don't think it ever reached any. You're of still the- my word. What saying that it was perfectly serviceable? Serviceable. Oh, uh, I mean, that's what it was. I like. I think I liked it a little bit more than that. I mean, it, it kept our interest. We were, you know, excited to see the new episodes. Yeah, but there are definitely some episodes better than yes, most. for sure. Uh, um, like there's the, a hand, a couple of episodes I thought, like, oh, wow, that was really good. Targaryens uh, are fucking crazy. And then there was a lot of episodes where I go, oh, that did they really have to? Bring in the whole song of ice and fire again. Yeah, that was a little cringy. Yeah, the, every like, time they keep trying to loop it back to the original Game of Thrones series, I'm going, "Ugh, this is terrible." Yeah, they're like, "Hey, ice of fire, ice and you know the song of ice and fire." You remember? You remember yeah, that? You remember? You remember that? Yeah. remember that? That's how we're tying it in. Hey, do you remember when we <laughs> talked about the song of ice and fire? We yeah. said it. We said it once, and no one else will ever remember. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, so. King. Yeah, I like it. There's parts of it that I like. There's parts of it that I think is really cringy. Yeah. Um, but like I said, it's serviceable. I bet you fans of Game of Thrones are like, or like the diehard fans, I guess I should say, the people who weren't 
you know, upset with seasons, you know, six through eight, uh, sure. are probably really excited. Uh, fans like me who was very upset with season six through eight, uh, just kind of putting up with it, I guess. <laughs> sure. As a, as a completionist. Yeah, I guess so. I'm, I'm, I'm watching it just to see where it goes and, you know, hopefully it continues to get better. You know, what movie I did watch last week that I, I that is, I absolutely loved and probably one of my favorite movies of this past year. And I'm sad. I did not see it in the theater, which is bullet train. Oh, the new Brad Pitt movie. Yes. Yeah. I loved that movie. You know, what's really weird about that movie is that it's a movie that takes place in Japan, but there are yep. very few Asian people in that movie. And there's very few zombies on that train. Cause he was in a zombie movie one time. No, cause the train to be on. Oh, but that takes place in Korea. I know. Okay. This was on a high-speed train, though. Yeah, sure. Yeah, they do have but those I, there. I really enjoyed Brad Pitt's character. I enjoyed. I, I enjoyed everything about that movie. It was just. It was just a lot of fun. I, was, I I really like it. It is a lot of fun. I do at times thinks it's it's trying a little too hard to be cool. Um, it was done by the guy who David David Leach. That correct. Yeah, did he Deadpool did too. Deadpool 2, yeah. And there was some was definite... The, one of the directors of John Wick. Right, right. Uh, he was a stunt guy too, right? Well, they start, They both started as stunt guys and they moved I, into the, making the movies. Stunts were, the stunts were great. Uh, I wish they could have been a little bit better. I think my favorite uh, characters were the, uh, the guy, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yep. Is that mm-hmm. his name? Yeah. Played Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass. Him and uh, the Brian guy who's Tyree in Henry. Yeah, he's in that TV show Atlanta. Atlanta, yep. He's yeah, also those, in the Eternals. Those those two, well, no one cares about the Eternals, <laughs> but uh those were my two favorite characters yes. throughout the whole thing. That was great. I the, I enjoyed the, the Thomas the Train thing got me every time. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it was just a well just a fun, well-crafted movie. Um you can definitely tell there was a lot of uh Tarantino influences with the characters like developing these characters that you're not going to see on for very long, but mm. there was a lot of depth to them. You know what I mean? Well, they just had a lot of fun with it. I also, it's yeah. based on a comic book, so I've never read the comic book. Me but, either. Uh, I don't know where, how much of the influences of the comic book is pulled from, but I, I really enjoyed it. It's definitely a movie I would, uh, would like to rewatch. Yeah, me too. For sure. Uh, all right. So, uh, have you watched Avenue five at all? The uh, space show that's on HBO. Yep. Uh, I tried watching some of season one. Um, I wasn't really into it. No, it's not my brand of comedy. It reminds me of that other show, Veep. It's the same creator. Yeah, so I didn't like Veep either. Oh, really? So, so you don't like smart comedy? Yeah, I guess I'm. I'm too stupid for it. <laughs> no, I didn't I mean. Just, it, I didn't mean it like that. Come no, on. I, I no, I I know what you mean. Uh, it's just uh I don't know. I, it feels like uh, they're all being, they're all trying to be super witty all the time. And then they're like, isn't this funny? Huh? Huh? Yeah. And you're like, no, it's not that funny. I definitely disagree with you there. I mean, if you didn't like Veep, you're not going to like Avenue 5 because it's the same it's, writer and director. Yeah, it's not, it's not very it's not political or anything like that, but no, but it's it making a, a commentary about like people and stuff like that. 
Right. It's like the guy, you know, the guy who created Seinfeld and he went off to did Curb Your Enthusiasm. And it's a different Larry show. Larry David's but, hilarious. Curb Your Enthusiasm's hilarious. But, it, you know, it's the same, different shows, but same writing style. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's funnier. I, I'm not disagreeing there. I didn't say this is like a laugh a minute show. I just no no no. I'm just no. I'm talking about comparison to Seinfeld. Oh okay, yeah. Seinfeld. Oh, we're not getting into that. Okay, but uh, I'm liking season two. It's it's <laughs> there's some interesting shit going on this season. Mm. Um, it's it's been fun. Um, I started Big Mouse season six. I didn't realize it came out on Friday. Mm. And I, I was like, oh, I'm going to watch an episode during my lunch break. I'm like, oh, nope, shouldn't do that at work. What's the name of that guy that's in that show? He was in that movie with Don't Worry, called Don't Worry, Darling. I, uh, what the hell's his name? He's like woo-hoo. the main, main guy. He's the voice of the, uh, of the demon dude, whatever the fuck that show is. Nick Kroll? Nick Kroll, thank yeah. you. Yeah, I don't like Nick Kroll. Really? Yeah, I don't find him funny. I think he's hilarious. You don't like Jews. That's what it is. Is he Jewish? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Are you like Kanye? Am I like Kanye? <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> like, I, one, I'm not super rich and I'm not super crazy. So, Well, it's true. So there's that. You're not anti-Semitic either. No, definitely not. Um but yeah, I've never watched a full season of Big Mouth. I tried getting into it. Catherine likes it. I don't. It's so funny. I don't find it that funny. Like Whoa. it's like it never gets past its premise, which is all right. Dick is dick and fart jokes. It's just like all right, I get it. The kid's plagued by his puberty, and supposedly that's supposed to be funny. Yeah, it is funny. Yeah, you just never went to puberty, I guess. I guess so. I'm I'm still waiting for that to drop. It'll happen. Your yeah, beard some, will grow in. Your some, beard will grow in. Someday, whenever this beard decides to grow in. <laughs> I'll just say that. <laughs> um, so, a couple other movies I, I know I, I watched. I watched Nope. I don't nope. really consider that. Do you really consider that a horror movie? Not really. Nah. I mean, do you consider, like, uh, I mean, I don't know, any other alien movie, like Signs? Do you consider Signs a horror Not really. Movie? I mean, it's just as much as elements, maybe it's just as much as a horror movie as signs or jaws is. So I, I liked your, your app description. It was uh, sky jaws. Yeah. It's jaws in the sky with, with a sprinkle of a Shyamalama ding dong on it. Yes. I, it's just didn't, the movie didn't work for me. I don't know what it was about it. I mean, well, cause my opinion is, is that, I, I like Jordan Peele. He's very smart. He has yes. a great imagination. I am very scared or very not scared. I'm very worried that he's leaning way too heavily on the Shyamalan way of things. Sure. Whereas like, isn't this curious and never right. do anything with that curiosity, uh, which is what most of Nope is like. It's like, give, let me give you a whole bunch of weird shit and not explain any of that. Mm hmm. I, I don't know. There was just something. The main character was a Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. Kaluuya. Kaluuya. Yeah. I. Just, he wasn't. There was no. He was not personable. There was nothing about him. Well, he was grieving. About I. I, I get that. Being dead. I get that. Yeah. There and there was like that. I don't know. The whole weird plot subplot line about that 
the, the monkey the chimp the monkey tv show well the monkey was supposed to be an allegory for how they uh survive the the alien sure yeah it's two different stories telling this or two different yeah. plots telling the same story i know maybe it was just i'm not gonna say it was too smart for me but it was just also they never explained the fucking shoe like why was a shoe standing up which I don't remember the shoe. There's a shoe standing up with a little drop of blood, and it's like, oh, that was yeah. the thing that kept the kid distracted. He was looking at that while the sure. monkey was. So that's why he never looked the monkey in the eye. So right, he didn't flip out like crazy. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. And that's how supposedly they knew how to defeat the uh, the ribbon alien. Right, which is a, it was a weird fucking alien. I'm sorry. I, I mean, it was true. It was very alien like. I mean, yeah, I've never seen anything like it. So there's that. No, I guess that's true. They don't explain much either. Like, why was it there? It was just I was, was expecting there, there there to feed. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> it was eating horses. That's what it was doing. And what was up with the fries? Electronics. Fries well, electronic. electronic. Well, they were, you know, they are going out of business. So this is like their last hurrah, I guess. <laughs> Great promotion for a company that's no longer around. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I don't think we even have one in Houston anymore. No, they every single one is closed down. Mm. I think the one there's one over here by um by NASA off uh, 45 and like um that area by the Baybrook. I thought they closed Houston. down too. They all closed down, but that one's actually last I heard was being purchased by an aerospace company. Which makes sense. Because if you've ever been in that one, there's like uh, elements of like space all around that place. Elon Musk is buying them out too, huh? Yes. He's going to charge you eight bucks to have a check mark. (laughs) You you read that too, huh? I did read that. How many people are going to be leaving Twitter now? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that shakes out too. Yeah. Anyway. I'm not uh, paying to be verified. I'm sorry. As far as nope goes. uh, One word. Nope. It was fine. It, like I get, it's very, it's a very diverse, uh, uh, diverse movie. Uh, I understand there's some people who like are singing its praises and all that stuff. It is a very pretty movie, even though yeah. I do think sometimes the day for night stuff doesn't work as well as people say it does. Right. Uh, because those shadows are really harsh during uh, some of the nighttime <laughs> scenes. I'm like, ah, yeah, you, you wouldn't be seeing shadows at nighttime, bud. Um, but that's just me. Um, anyway, so yeah, it was okay. I don't know if I'd ever watch it again. That was, that was my main. I still think get out is, uh, Oh yeah. Get out was great. Jordan Peele is still his like top tier thing. I like, I watched us. I didn't really, I mean, I got us, but I didn't really enjoy it that much. I, it falls apart in the last act is the problem. Much like, nope. Nope. I think you're right. Yeah. No, I mean, yep. Nope. Yep. 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 Nope. Um, all right. We can move on from nope. Um, yeah. Let's, let's start talking about some horror movies. I watched one last night on yeah. Halloween. Um, there's a perfect every, time to watch a horror movie. Everybody been talking about this movie and, uh, yeah. it's probably one I've been talking about too. Barbarian. Yes. Um, you, so you watched it. I did. And, um, I don't know what I thought about it. <laughs> there so, was, there was some really fan, cool. Um, not a, not like really. It, you didn't like it. 
it fell apart. The last third fell apart for me. Really? The last of yes. it? Really? So that's the part that like really brought it all together for me. No, not no. For me, it was the worst part. It turned into like this weird. I'm not gonna say action movie, but action movie. No, it's well, definitely not an action movie. Well, the way they they solved it, it felt like an action movie. I don't think they solved anything. They just proved that. Well, anyway, well, go on. Tell, tell, right. Keep tell telling me your piece. Um, I'll stop cutting you off. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Um, I mean, I mean. It's like an hour into it, and you're like, I was, what can, my wife came home. She's like, isn't the movie with, um, oh, God, what's his name? Uh, Justin Long? I'm like, yeah. yeah he's Where is he? It. I'm like, oh, he hasn't shown up yet. It was like an hour into the movie. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I get what they're doing here. There's two separate storylines that, that are going to coincide later in the, sh- in the movie, but, you know. They, which is true. There's actually three storylines. You know what that movie, the, the movie felt like to me mm-hmm. was Resident Evil 7. There was like this. We- it's a reference I do not understand. I, exactly. If you've played Resident Evil Seven, uh, it was very Texas Chainsaw Massacre like. Like, uh-huh. and I got elements of that from this. Even my even my wife is like that. Feels like Resident Evil. That Resident Evil. I'm like, yep. There's definitely elements of that 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 game in this movie. Uh huh. I mean, I didn't hate it, but I don't know if I liked it either. It's okay. It's I know I definitely understand that uh, Barbarian is not going to be a movie for everybody. No, uh, but it's uh, it really uh, checked off a lot of boxes that I like in in movies and in horror movies for me. Okay, um, I think what I really liked about it is the uh, overall message that the movie's trying to say. Don't be a dick. No, it's about toxic masculinity and how it comes in many forms. Um, like even like the super nice guy, he was being a very toxic masculine kind yeah. of guy. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah and right. Justin Long was the complete, you know, douchebag toxic masculinity who was in denial about being. Yes. Yeah. And then you have the extremist version, which who played her father, who was a rapist. Yep. Um. I, I really love the message. Which was apparently with Richard Brake. I didn't even know that. Uh, I didn't pay yeah, attention. He, he played uh, uh, Joe Chill in Batman Begins. That was him? Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. It's been a while. But he was in, he's was he been in a lot of Rob Zombie movies, so. Oh, has he? Yeah. I didn't I believe, know yeah, right? I don't know. All right. Uh, but anyway, I really, lo- I really dug it. I love the, uh, the suspense and the dread that the movie gave. Uh, I loved the multifaceted layers of the house. Um, it reminded me a lot of a Wes Craven movie, uh, called the people under the stairs. Mm, okay. Do you, or was it the serpent under the stairs? I'm pretty sure it's called people, the people, on, people under the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. It's per- people under the stairs. Uh, I really, I really, uh, I enjoyed that movie and it re- took a lot of notes from that movie and it like took its own spin. Uh, I liked how funny and, you know, at times really grotesque it was. Uh, I don't know. And it's just, it was such a surprising movie because I had no idea what I was getting into when I watched it. Um, it was just, I don't know, almost pure brilliance. I also liked what it had to say about uh, gentrification and, and, uh, the rotting of older neighborhoods. 
I don't yeah. know. It's uh, yeah. it's it's a it's for me. It was like probably the best movie I've seen, best horror movie I've seen since Hereditary. Wow. Yeah, I don't like her. I didn't like Hereditary either. Well, there you go. But you like Midsommar. I did. So, like Midsommar. Yeah. So you and Justin are probably on the same side of the fence when it comes to this. Maybe. I I just like Florence Pugh. So I like Florence Pugh quite a bit. Yeah. But I did not like her new movie either. What's that? Uh, don't worry, darling. Uh, that's okay. You can tell me. I just did. Oh, I was, yeah. so you're talking to me personally. Oh, uh, that's for next time. Okay. <laughs> no, I, is that out already? Did you go see in the theaters? I saw. I saw it in theaters. Okay. Um, I wasn't going to really bring it up. That's that. I mean, we don't have to really talk about. It, but that's the one that all the issue of Olivia Wilde directed, it, right? Yeah. Well, issues. It had like some drama the behind uh, the scenes drama. Yeah, behind the scenes drama with the. Uh, Harry Styles supposedly uh, spit on somebody or something like that. Supposedly it was on Chris Pine uh, or whatever. There was some kind of like some kind of like adultery or something happened or and uh, what you call it the uh, fucking Transformers boy, um, the actor from Transformers. Oh, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf was originally LaBeouf. supposed to supposed to play uh harry styles role and, oh that's right and then she like changed him out at the last minute because she thought he was being unprofessional so we're turning it sounds like we're turning into tmz now yeah next on tmz isn't this why uh no isn't this why <laughs> isn't that why uh i guess she was had an affair with somebody um, maybe it was the harry styles i mean well they're together like they're an actual couple like her and no harry styles in real life now yeah well they have oh, been okay. prior to the making of this movie they are wasn't she married to like Jason Sudeikis? A long time ago. I don't know. When All it right. comes to relationships and Hollywood stars, I'm a little out of the loop. I just know what ekes through in the entertainment news for me. Uh, but don't worry, darling, was just okay for me. Like I didn't. I thought it was going to be really good, and then the last twenty minutes of the movie happens, and you go, "Oh wow, I just wasted my time." So. <laughs> All right, so let's get into uh, what else you've been watching for Halloween. Let's spend a few minutes. Um, get in the, the scary watches, huh? Did you finally watch Halloween Ends? I did. I did watch Halloween Ends, and it's an apt title, that the fact that it finally ended. <laughs> so I might I, I mentioned mention on the last episode, because I probably watched it before you. Um, the ending was very satisfying to me, but the first hour and a half was not. God, see, I thought the complete opposite. Really? Yeah, I I hated any moment that had to do with Michael Myers actually wanting to uh, do anything with Laurie Strode. No, that's what I wanted. I understand that's what you wanted, but that's what the movie was very not interested in, t- in being about. And it's very obvious that the movie had zero interest in telling that story until the last 10 minutes. But you have to tell that story. You, you don't you have really, to. No, no, you do. My, my my perfect version of I mean, movie's done. Whatever. But like, I would have preferred if uh, that kid either would have killed Michael Myers or found a dead Michael Myers in the sewer. I think that would have led to a much interesting story because that's obviously what they wanted to tell. They wanted to tell a story about evil being transferable, even yeah. to the most likable person. Sure, I, I get that, and uh, I thought it was definitely interesting. Uh, it had some uh, really cool ideas, just 
executed very poorly. And what it really feels like, it feels like a lot of heavy uh, studio meddling. Mm, uh, and, that's, yeah. and that's why the movie just doesn't work for me at, in any way. I do think it's a little better than Halloween Kills, uh, but that's not saying much because Halloween Kills was a big bag of shit. Evil dies tonight. It sure did. <laughs> it sure did die. Which oh, is weird because like it was just I don't, a spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't watched Halloween Ends yet. But like the fact that the whole town got together and like, you know, this is not the way it's done. And like it is tonight. And they fucking throw Mike Myers, who they don't even know what Mike Myers looks at. They just have this old man on top of a car. It could be any old man if you lived in that town. Uh, and you're just assuming, oh yeah, this must be Mike Myers because everyone's well, walking this way. They, they told me that. Yeah, because someone said this is Mike Myers, and, and then they t- toss up. Call, the him, call him Michael Myers. Michael Myers. It's not Mike Myers. It's Michael. Michael Myers. Crickets. Yes, crickets. <laughs> when you say Mike Myers, I'm like, oh, the guy, from, uh, the comedian. <laughs> no, the comedian. Yes, that's who I meant. Uh, and then they toss him in this giant like trash compactor thing yep yeah uh car like thing that'll destroy his cars and stuff. yeah it, like shreds mostly metal anything. yeah yeah so anyway uh halloween ends and it ended it, and it ended yes in a, in a big ass whimper we can move on from there I mean, yeah let's just I, enough uh, people have said enough about it on the internet already that's true i don't know how much i'm really adding to the conversation other than saying oh i get what they were going for it just didn't work what else do you got uh Mr. Horror. uh i did see um uh a couple of things i watched the uh the new movie with uh what's his face uh the SNL guy, I can never remember his name. Pete Davidson. Pete fucking Davidson. I don't. Oh, like I just that. guessed. Yeah, I just don't <laughs> like that guy very well. I, I don't find him very funny. Uh, his face is a very punchable face. It's just like when you look at him, you're just getting annoyed. At least that's how I feel. You ever, Which is, uh, the the other guy from SNL, Colin Jost. He had a his a memoir was called a very punchable face. Oh really? Oh, well, <laughs> there you said that. He, he must funny. have been talking about Pete Davidson. At the <laughs> it must have that. been. Uh, which you know, with that all being said, really works for whatever character Pete Davidson was playing in this movie's Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Um, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is a interesting take on people going batshit crazy when uh, the wrong questions are being answered. <laughs> Okay. If, if that makes any sense. This is probably no. the way I can explain it. This is like the Gen Zers version of Scream. Okay. Yeah. All right. And uh to make so it the, uh, the new Scream wasn't the Gen Z's version of Scream? No, they 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 were too hard on aping on the original is, Scream. Is bodies bodies oh God he's bodies, like bodies, a, bodies. Is it streaming anywhere? What's that? Is it streaming anywhere yet? No, I rented it on a VOD. Okay. I rented it uh, from Amazon specifically. Uh, I liked it quite a bit. I didn't love it. Um, mainly because I didn't like the ending as much as I wanted to. But I thought it was an interesting premise. I thought it was pretty... Did, did they fi- did they have to fight Laurie Strode at the end too? Yes. 
That's exactly what happened. She showed up with Michael Myers mask on. <laughs> that would have been a better ending. <laughs> it would have it actually would have been. Uh, so the premise is, is that these uh, these 20 something early, like rich 20 somethings are having a hurricane party and uh, they decided to play this game called Bodies, 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 where one of them is the killer and they it's like so it's like a werewolf type of game kind of uh and anyway uh the power goes out and somebody actually shows up dead and then that's when shocker and that's when the uh finger pointing begins yeah. and when the finger pointing begins with friends who are quote-unquote best friends and animosity start coming out that's when yeah. the movie starts really singing its high. You high, know what the high you know what it sounds like. It sounds like Clue. Yes, but not as charming. Okay, so more, more trashier than Clue. Let's, not as uh, not as slapsticky. It's like if Clue met TikTok. Okay, <laughs> and then and then was aired on Twitch with a with a live commentary going on. <laughs> <laughs> okay gotcha <laughs> anyway I, I enjoyed it for what it was i think it's really cool i'm really excited to see more from the the filmmaker who made it i thought it was really well made uh it was really cool to see lee pace in it he's like the only old oh, really? guy yeah old guy in the movie i was about to say he's old <laughs> yeah in the comparison to everybody else it's it's a lot of fun uh i don't know if you would like it i think if you watched it carrie i think you would go this is stupid but um <laughs> maybe if, if it comes on hbo or any streaming yeah. service you should definitely check it out yeah it's on my it's on my watch list i know when it when it does come to streaming i will i will check it out yeah because I, I like i like pete davidson i don't hate him i thought uh was it king of staten island that movie i thought that was really good i liked him in that I didn't watch that movie. I planned on it and never did. Well, I like Judd Apatow movies, though. So Yeah, isn't that movie like four hours long or something mm, like that? Not that I remember, no. <laughs> we saw Bros in the theater. That was, an, that was another Judd Apatow movie. Oh, I thought that was a Billy Eichner movie. Well, it is, but it's a, it's a Apatow director movie. Oh, we like that. Judd Apatow directed it? I believe so. Hmm. We saw that in the theater the first weekend because we For wanted some to. Some reason sort of I thought Billy Eichner directed it. I don't know why. I don't think he directed it. No, he just he might have written it, but he. Um. Let's see. No, I guess it was directed by Nicholas Stoller. Oh. Okay. But it was definitely produced uh, by Judd Apatow. Yeah. Executive gotcha. producers of Apatow, so it's very much in that that whole um you know that Apatow style of movie. Gotcha. It's good. It's fun. Uh, all right. So I, I know we're going a little long on this segment, so I will kind of speed up through this a little bit. Um, my wife, Catherine's never seen the director's cut of Little Shop of Horrors. So I made her watch that, which is awesome. If you've never seen it. What's the, I never, I don't know if I've seen the director's cut. Oh man. Does, does it go suddenly Seymour or does it take a while? <laughs> it goes very suddenly Seymour. Uh, probably the last 15 minutes is completely different. Really? Than the theatrical cut. No, I've never seen the director's cut then. It's been a long time yeah, since I've actually seen that movie, truthfully. It's vastly different. And I think it's more closer to the stage play, I believe. Oh, really? And then. Uh, Do you get more time Frank, is. Frank Oz goes further into what he thinks what would happen. Oh, really? Yeah. So, uh, funny Frank Oz story. Uh, our friend Bozars, 
went and saw Weird Al at the uh, at Carnegie Hall the other day, mm-hmm. and Frank Oz was in the audience. Oh, that's cool. So when Weird Al was singing Yoda, he was singing it to Yoda in the audience. I was like, oh, that's a pretty cool thing, right? Yeah, it's very cool. It's very meta. It's super meta. Well, meta in a weird, weird it would, way. It wouldn't have been more meta if Frank Oz had a Yoda puppet. Mm. And, started, been and then started singing it back. Exactly. To- that would have been cool. Yeah, then it would have been full circle at that point. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I don't want to ruin it, uh, but if you can get your hands on the director's cut, do so. All right. It's, it's awesome. It's not a happy ending, so oh. there's that. It's a it's a little bit of a bummer ending. Does Audrey get fed? Maybe, maybe not. I'm not going to ruin it completely for you. So just, on the cruise... I'm just, I'm just prepping you for your expectations. On the cruise, there was a uh, they we did this like sort of like uh, it was a horror movie film trivia con- thing. They yeah. do all these trivia things on the ship, and since we were there during Halloween months, they did a bunch of like one of them was like ho- like horror mu- like Halloween music stuff, <laughs> um, which is weird because like one of the questions was one of the songs they played was uh, I always feel like somebody's watching me. We could not remember it was Rockwell. As soon as we got off that ship, we've heard that fucking name like five times. We're like, oh, it's rock- God, God dang it. We should have known that. But one of the questions was uh, the name of the killer plant in Little Shop of Horror. Audrey nobody did. remembered that. We got it. Really? Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. I was like, all right. All right, go back to your... Go back to uh, your, I just wanted to aside that real quick. Nah, no worries. Anyway, Little Shop of Horrors, great movie. Check it out. Uh, and then came Halloween, so we... I had to watch a classic and my favorite Halloween movie is the 1985 Fright Night. I watched that last year. Yeah, you did? Yeah. For did the first re- time. For the first time. Yeah. Really? No, was it was it no, it was 2020 when I was doing all the watching all the movies, remember? Uh-huh. I watched the older one then I watched the the newer one. Oh, the one with the Doctor Who guy, uh, yeah. David Tennant. Yeah. That that one's not so good. No. No, it's it's no. actually a little sad. Although it does have a really cool parts in it. There's some really cool moments in it. Uh, yeah. but it, never, it never really uh, captures the magic of that 1980s. Fright it's Night. hard to. Yeah. The Fright Night one is so, so much fun. Uh, it's so weird at times. It's such a B-horror movie, too. I'd be such a strong word. I think well. it's, it's it's probably the if not my favorite but one I'm, of my favorites uh, of but when i movies. say that when i say that i say it in a good way it's like you know, it's one of those cult classic you know it's bad a cult, movies. it's a cult classic but it's nowhere near bad it's well written well directed well acted especially for the 80s you need okay. to watch more bad movies is what I think you need to watch. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think that's what I need. I need to send over some bad movies for you and then you can really know you. Then you can go. Oh, yeah, you're you're right. It's not that. Bad. Uh, that's what my goal is next year is to watch only bad movies. Watch only bad movies. <sighs> and it's going to be a very. That gives me appreciation for good movies. Apparently. <laughs> right. It's, it definitely I don't know if it would. works that way for sure, but okay. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Catherine said, since I picked out a horror movie that she got to pick one. So we turned to Shutter, and she picked this movie called Deadstream, uh, which is on our Shutter service. Is it about uh, a live streaming that goes dead? Sort of, in a way. Yes, it is about that. Okay. Uh, it is about this. I, I, you, I guessed it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, you're not wrong. I mean, it's it's in the title. Um, 
It is this uh, about this YouTuber who decides that he's going to spend the night in one of the haunted, most haunted houses in America. Did Justin post about this movie? Did he watch I, it? I have no idea. He might have. Because that premise sounds familiar. I mean, it's not an uncommon premise. You mean, uh, you mean somebody having to spend the night in a haunted uh, house? And, 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 film them, and film themselves doing it. Yeah. I mean, I've never <laughs> really heard that premise before, but okay. Really? It's just new for you. Well, Man. God, you're in for a shocker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's a, it's a, it's not a really well-used trope in movies, but okay. No, they've, ne- they've never done that before. This no. is why it's so original. Do they get to keep the house if they survive the night? <laughs> no, they get to keep their soul. Okay. Yeah. That's different. Yeah, it's a little different. So, um, God, now I'm choking. Hold on a second. Sorry, I didn't mean to choke you up on that one. Yeah, you choked me up. <clears throat> anyway, uh, this YouTuber has to spend a night in a haunted house, uh, basically because he's trying to get his audience back and prove to his sponsors that he can make money and you know, he's trying to be apologetic because he originally got banned off the internet. So this is like his big comeback. Kind sure. Of this sounds very familiar. And, um, and the rule is, is that he, uh, if he hears a sound or if a camera goes off, uh, like, a, like, uh, one of his infrared cameras goes off, he has to go investigate it. And, uh, Lord and behold, uh, shit goes wrong. And first 10, 15 minutes, I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be like a really bad found footage live stream movie. And then it takes a odd turn and it becomes really fucking funny. Really funny. Yeah. It becomes like if uh, paranormal activity met evil dead. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. It's. And so I don't think everyone's going to love this movie and that's. You know, neither here nor there. I don't think I even love this movie, but I do enjoy it. I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, I think your mileage will vary on how annoying you think the main character is because he's on screen the whole entire time. Because, uh, you know, the cameras are strapped to his body. So he's trying to be like a Logan Paul type of YouTuber annoying guy. They make a lot of men. I don't know a lot of about famous YouTubers or anything like that, but they do say PewDiePie quite a bit. Oh, so yeah. I imagine... If you know anything about that, uh, I know this is definitely aimed at those people. Um, but coming from someone who doesn't know a lot about that, I had a lot of fun with it and I thought it was, uh, pretty funny. There's this great moment in the, uh, movie with a potato gun, which I thought was great. Okay, <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, what, what have we, what have you been star star warsing? Oh, uh, there's this new show that came out on Disney Plus called The Tales of the Jedi. Yes, I am. I've watched the first three episodes, aka the untold episodes of Clone Wars. (laughs) Clone Wars. Yeah, pretty much. The animation (laughs) is beautiful, though. Oh, it's the best version of Rebels and Clone Wars put together. Uh, a lot of Count Dooku in the first couple episodes. Well, you know, it makes me think like, fuck, they should have just make a Count Dooku movie at this right? point. Well, like an yeah. animated Count Dooku movie. And I think that would have been riveting. Cause the, I was like, I was like, who's doing the voice of, of Count Dooku since he's gone. Yeah. Um, it was Corey Burton. Who's a really famous, you know, voice actor. He, um, if you don't know who Corey Burton is, he does a lot of the <clears throat> Haunted Mansion stuff. Oh, cool. Like, if you go to the Haunted Mansion holiday overlay, he does the new voice and all that. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Um, 
So uh, I've I don't know, have you watched all of it yet? No, I have not. Okay, so I, I think I'm at episode. Oh, I was about to start episode four. I think there's only six episodes. Yeah. Uh, so the show starts with uh, Ahsoka and it kind of ends with Ahsoka. So she's like the book ends of it oh, all. The baby Ahsoka. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't. That's really, not a mar- that's not a marketing ploy right there. No, but I didn't really love the first episode. I think the first episode was my least favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it got really, really good the moment they introduced Count Dooku. And I was like, holy shit, this is riveting stuff. And Qui-Gon. They, don't forget Qui-Gon. Well, yeah, I don't want I didn't want to spoil it. Um for those who didn't doesn't know, Qui-Gon Jinn is the apprentice of Count Dooku. I mean, that was that's lore. People if they know Star Wars, they should know that. Well, not everybody knows that. And there's okay. a lot of new right. Star Wars fans out there. Posers. <laughs> <laughs> Man, gatekeeping much on the Star Wars, aren't we? <laughs> um, yeah, wait, man, I'm going to push my glasses up. If you didn't know that Qui-Gon was the apprentice. I mean, or... I, they mention it in the prequels, but it's like a one-liner. They say it once. Yeah. It's like one of those things, like if you know where Chewbacca's planet's called, if you didn't listen to that one fucking line in that one particular movie, you would never fucking know. It's Kashyyyk. It is Kashyyyk, but if you didn't know that, or if you didn't catch that, yep, I, you know. I get you. I downloaded the um, the D, the second DLC um, pack for Lego Star Wars, the new game yeah. Skywalker Saga. The first two came out today, and there's two more coming out like on the fifteenth, and there's two more later in the month. But the first is one is it like Andor stuff? What is it? There is going to be an Andor pack. There, the first one that came out today um was a clone wars one and then the, the holiday the um the the summer vacation uh, summer vacation special uh, so some of the characters in like beach attire type of shirts uh, so there's and no then, there's no buddy no buddy or uh come on what's his name chewbacca's son wasn't it it's called buddy or something no no that's the holiday special this was the uh, i'm talking about the the summer vacation special that just came out hmm um, Did you get to the episode of uh, Tales of the Jedi where they brought back and made Yaddle canon? Not yet. Oh, well, Yaddle is canon, by the yes, way. Spoiler I know. alert. I know who plays her, too. Oh, really? Who? It's uh, Bryce Dallas How- Howard. Oh, that makes a lot of yeah. sense. Yeah. I, go, I saw her post about it. I'm like, yeah. Um, well, I know the, the Rebels pack is going to have Grand you, Admiral Thrawn. You know, so you know, you know what that means. What? If Yaddle's canon. Her, her and Yoda totally boned. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where do you think Grogu came from? <laughs> and they just left him somewhere for 50 years. Yep. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know if they like if they like actually mother their babies or like get rid of this kid. Like like frogs. They just pop them out and just yeah. leave them. Yeah. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I really like Tales of Jedi. I think it's a, it was a really cool show. It's a show that kept me wanting more stories. I wish there was more. Like It felt like the episodes are like half an hour too short. Yeah, they're like 15, 20 minutes each, right? Yeah. Yeah, it could be much longer for sure. Yeah, I, they're, they're really tapping some really interesting story stuff with Count Dooku, and they just don't explore it enough. Uh, which sucks because like they just jump around to all these really interesting moments and don't 
drill in deep and give me those awesome character moments that I want to get. It, that they it's could like, really do in animation. But yeah, it's like what's going on in the universe while other things are happening in the movies, you know? Yeah, well, we get like some real good reasoning on why Count Dooku might have turned to the dark side. It's a really awesome. Yeah. And you uh, could you could tell on the in that first episode with him, I'm like, oh yeah, he's already he already has that inclination to be going to the dark side. Yeah, absolutely. And just like, tell me more. That's all. I want to know more about that. Uh, but I'm sure they're like, hey, we can only tell you so much because, you know, comic books and books. Have you been reading anything recently? Games. Um, I have bought some comics. I haven't read them yet. I did read the first chapter um of this comic book I bought called Black Sad, but it's a pretty old comic book. It's like There's a, a video game based off of that. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh I know I know the comic book, they have like multiple volumes or whatever, but sure. it was on, on sale and I bought it and I read the first chapter and I really dig it. I, I love noir stories and it's yeah. very much a noir you story. Might check out the with, video game, you might like that game. With uh anapomorphic yep. animals. Exactly. Uh, which is a little weird when you read the comic book because it's very adult and there's some very adult situations and yep. you'd be like, ah, I can see how this, you know, turned some people into furries. I get it. I see the through line here. <laughs> uh, okay. I mean, it makes a lot of sense if you look at the comic panels. So we just learned way too much about your, your, your interest now. Little do you know, I like to dress up as a cat on the weekends, guys. I, I knew that. You did, because I, I show up at your house dressed up as a cat all the time. <laughs> no, you don't. And I go, Carrie okay. Mira. <laughs> you forgot to leave the milk out, Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, did we lose you? I'm sorry, what happened? Did you, oh, where'd you go? Uh, the podcast is over. Um, um, and then I also got um, Scott Snyder's new uh, comic called The Night of the Ghoul. Oh, uh, I haven't had, cool. had a chance to read it yet, but it looks pretty cool. And Frank Avila's art is amazing. So I, um, I've been reading. Uh, I've read the first two issues of Berserker. The, um, Berserker. the yes, uh, the Keanu Reeves sort of. Didn't book that get picked wrote? up for a movie too? Right, it might because, dude, it's it's very close to, to like to like um, John, Wick. John Wick. You know, it's brutal. What? It's but really like, bloody, but uh, like science fictiony, right? Yes, um, I, that's been good. I've been I've been catching up on Star Wars, uh, and I was I was excited to see this. I the Halloween. I did not know this was a thing. We went to Bedrock the other day, Bedrock City, which is our local comic shop, and uh, my wife pointed that she's like, "Did you see this?" And I was like, "What?" I was like, "Oh my god!" There's a Halloween comic book. It's called Seekers of the Seven Keys. I read it today. Um, and it's written by Joe Harris. Um, and Joe Harris did that rock stars series. And he also did some of the X-Files series and stuff like that. But I met, I interviewed him on a previous episode of this show for rock stars when he was at bedrock city. Mm. Um, and I had no idea this was a thing. And, uh, I'm, I'm totally into it. The three issue series. And, um, it basically, you know, talks about all the characters from different albums and, how they're all sort of connected together and the, how the, the seven keys tie everything together. It's really fucking cool. Mm. If you're a fan of Halloween and you're a fan of the lore of the band, all the story they've created, this is definitely for you. All right. Yeah. That, and I also got a new book. I got the new uh, Rob Halford book called biblical. I just got my autographed copy in the mail, like on Friday. So I haven't 
cracked it open, but I'm excited to read that because his first book that he did last year, two years ago, Confess, was really good. Yep, that's it. That's what I'm reading. And what is Confess about? Confess, it's basically, it's sort of an autobiography. Mm. And this is continues more of that type of stuff. So, Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Um, do we want to get into Marvel at all? Uh, I don't have uh, a lot of Marvel things. You finished on my She-Hulk, side. right? I did finish C- She-Hulk. We Hulk, She-Hulk, we all Hulk. Yes. Yeah. Um, you finished it too, right? I did. Yeah. So you want to say first what you thought, and then I'll follow it up. Um, I love the ending. The last episode was fantastic. Uh-huh. Um. They. I, yeah. I know you're about to disagree with me, but but, but hold your mouth. I didn't um, say anything. You don't I. Anything. I think if you the 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 comic book series that it's based this this season the show is based on, it's very much breaking the fourth wall, tongue in cheek, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So it's very. I think it was hilarious I, what they did. They're like, okay, it was getting too serious. They're like, oh wait a minute, we don't want to go there. We're just going to, I'm, I'm not trying to uh, spoil a lot if you haven't seen it yet, but mm. they totally like 360 everything and just change it around. And right. I think it's fantastic. Sure. Um, I really liked the last episode. It's just a shame the show wasn't more of that. Oh. Yeah. I felt like the there was too many like like embarrassing moments in the show. Um for one like she hulk twerking no one ever needed to see that i needed to see that nobody needed to see that Karen. i i mean nobody needed to see a really bad cgi character twerking i i've been begging for it for a long time yeah okay. yeah okay i mean it's like worse than uh it's like they got into my mind they're like what does carrie want you ever saw that meme of like thanos doing like the the stripper dancing stuff no and now, well, it's no. like it's worse than that. A- okay. Anyway, um, I I dug the the finale. I just wish stuff made more sense. Uh, they felt like they were building up to tell a story, and they go, "Yeah, you know what? Fuck that story." Um, and they just <laughs> brought in some <laughs> random bullshit. Uh, I really loved the meta stuff when she walked into our yep. quote unquote universe and. Yeah, met Kevin, which I thought was hilarious. I love how she walked into the writer's room. Yeah. Um, which was when I was watching that, I'm like, oh, my God, this happened 50 years ago on the monkeys because the monkeys are very much. They they broke the fourth wall sometimes and they did uh, these weird things. And there was one episode where Mickey was not happy with the script. So he barges into like the script writer's room and <laughs> I'm like, Oh, it's just like the She-Hulk episode. That, that's what happens when you do yeah. a lot of drugs, I guess. Apparently I, I wouldn't remember. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, we like, we loved She-Hulk. My wife really loved that show. Uh, what I, there are a lot of shining things about yep. She-Hulk. I like how it is funny. It is irreverent. Uh, I do like how they gave a female character autonomy Without actually needing to be saved by anybody but herself. Sure. I'm excited to see how she's going to play into the future of the MCU, into the movies and stuff. That's where I'm a little bit torn. 
Because it doesn't really feel like she fits anywhere in she the will. universe. She will. I know she will, but it doesn't seem like she does. And the curveball at the end with Hulk having a son doesn't make a lot of fucking sense either. Well, basically, yes. they're just trying to say, hey, you know, we always wanted to do a World War Hulk, World War Hulk story. Here's some, you know, little inklets of it. Or so maybe fucking, we'll see a Hulk movie where he went off and discovered maybe, he had a son. We, you know how many times we've been tr- begging for a Planet Hulk movie? But yeah. then we got Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. And then we were like, we, we want an actual real Hulk movie. And then he gave a She-Hulk. I mean, I don't know what to say. Is basically where I'm at. So uh, what about this Vision Quest news? They might be getting a, a Vision series. Yeah, so for what I understand, that they've already got a writer for Vision Quest. It's the same writer from WandaVision, isn't it? Uh, they're trying to... Well, I think, if I remember correctly, the head person... I don't remember their name right now. Uh, Shackman? Yeah, Shankman. Matt Shackman. Uh, and then there was a lady who was like the main writer on the show. Uh, Matt Shackman's going to be busy with uh, Fantastic Four, so I don't foresee him being the showrunner for Vision Quest, which is a shame because he was basically like the main dude for yep. why WandaVision works at times, I guess. Um, so anyway, it's on the books. It's mostly green, greenlit. It's not 100% there, but the news just broke today that it is definitely coming and um i don't i'm know. excited for more vision i know but i also don't know who or what exactly what story they have left to tell for vision sure like, they'll figure it out yeah i'm sure they will but i just i know you're more excited about it than i am yes. that's why i wanted to bring it up because i wanted to you know test the room and I, do you even know what's the vision quest vision quest storyline that they're talking about? No, I do not. Um, so it's what I understand is when he like meets up with the West Coast Avengers from the uh, from the yes, because yes, I I that makes me so happy when you said that um, because yeah the the White Vision uh, it. Yeah, he was the leader of the West Coast Avengers for a while. If they if they backdoor the West Coast Avengers into this somehow, mm. I I don't know how. I mean, I would be so fucking happy because the West Coast Avengers is literally one of my favorite comic book series of all well, time. It, it makes sense because they got what's her face, who's Hawkeye's number two, uh, Kate Bishop, Kate Bishop, and then they have. Florence Pugh's character, who's well, she's going to be in the Thunderbolts, so maybe not. But then you got Miss Marvel, and then you have uh, Ant Man's daughter, who obviously is going to be something sure based off of the Quantum Mania. And apparently, they're be they're introducing Wonder Man somehow soon. Oh, I didn't know that. one of the one of the original lineups of West Coast Avengers was was Vision, Hawkeye, Mockingbird, Wonder Man, Tigra, Iron Man, which was actually Rhodey. Um, and which makes me think that Secret Wars, which is supposed to be, I, what I understand, the big reboot of everything. Yeah. Like the right. big reset button for all Marvel things. Sure. Like who is a scroll? Who's not a scroll? Yeah. Basically, when Secret Wars is done, that will be like the new jumping off point for these new stories mm-hmm. for Marvel to tell. And we'll be out of this 
this this TV show or movie to tell the next TV show or movie phase because I'm really tired of that. I'm not. I have not <laughs> hit fatigue yet. Uh, I'm I'm really tired of like a movie to set up the next movie. I'm really tired. Oh yeah, I get you. Um, speaking of, what do you think of the Quantum Mania trailer? Very Man cool. I'm very excited. Um, I uh, I really like uh, Paul Rudd's. Um, Ant Man. Yeah. Why am I forgetting his character? I was about to call him Hank Pym, and that Scott was Lang. wrong. Scott Lang. Thank you. Um, I really do you remember like, going. To, do you remember going to the sneak preview of that, of the first Ant Man movie? I do. I actually really like the Ant Man series. I, I know, do too. I know it's like people call it middle or lower tier Marvel, but no. for me, I actually think they're a lot of fun. I I I really like Paul Rudd, and he's like the perfect character. Uh, yeah, perfect I, guy to play that character. I think every time Ant Man's been on screen, it's done nothing but elevate Marvel into cool, fun weirdness, which is yep. what those movies are supposed to Agreed. be. Um, it can't be it, it's, serious it's up there all with the Guardians for me. Uh, yeah. that's, that's how much I like Ant-Man. Yeah. I think Ant-Man's so unique and fun in that way. Uh, I It just bums me out. I really wish I got Edgar Wright's version of Ant-Man. Yeah. But it's okay. We we I, I'm happy with what we have, and beggars can't be choosers. Maybe the people in the other universe are having a better time. Oh, I just got something spoiled for me. I looked up the movie and uh, I know Jonathan Majors is playing King the Conqueror, but I know who it is, what his, his real name is. And we're not going to go there. Is what they're going to. That's pretty cool. All right. King the Conqueror. No. Well, we'll talk about offline. He's not playing King the Conqueror. I really thought he, is. he was. Okay. He is. But uh, King the Conqueror, I'm not trying to spoil it for anybody, but. Um, from the future, right? Yeah. And he's a version of King the Conqueror. Yes. And I don't want to say who, okay, we'll, we'll talk about it later. I don't want to spoil it for anything because the movie's not even out yet. Okay. And it just got spoiled for me. Oh, wow. But movies like months away. And yeah, I know for you already. Well, a little bit, something, something got spoiled for me, but that's okay. Okay. Um, I'm looking forward to that. I think it's going to be fun. Sure. And then, like, uh, uh, Secret Invasion is supposed to be coming out yep. at some point. Uh, uh, next week is Wakanda Forever. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that yeah, too. Yeah, on the 11th. Man, I can't tell you how excited I am with the this new take on Namor that they've they got. I like it. It's yeah, very I, Mayan, you know? I really dig it. And I yeah. love the Aztec look and the... Uh, yeah. Like, it really makes a lot of sense. And it's, I love how they kept the, uh, the, the winged ankles the in winged there. feet yeah i was like oh my god they actually kept that in they're doing that i wonder how they're going to explain that or they're just going to say that he's just a god that has it or something i don't know um and also uh i know killmonger is supposed to be in wakanda forever i just very curious on how that's going to work <laughs> yeah i've heard that but we'll, we'll i haven't i don't want to spoil it yet i mean i need, to, I need to get in, tickets for that it's in the trailer, if I'm not mistaken. I don't so, remember seeing him in the trailer, but maybe it's hidden. Like it's it's like oh. in a frame, like a frame of Killmongers in the trailer, supposedly. That makes sense. Because so. uh, Jonathan Majors, I saw the Creed three trailer, and he's in that movie. They got oh, bulked up. There you go. That's how it worked. That's yeah. <laughs> Creed's in the Marvel Cinematic Universe now. That's right. It's, it's canon. Does that make Rocky a superhero? Yes. Okay. Yes, it does. 
<laughs> um, <laughs> what do you think of the Guardian of the Galaxy holiday special trailer? It's fine. You know, it's uh one degree of Kevin Bacon. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I just I don't know who it's for. Um This is also coming from a person who didn't love Guardians 2. So, mm. and it feels very same vibey of Guardians 2. Which makes me worried if that's what Guardians 3 is going to be like. Sure. Yeah. But I mean, this is going to this and then Guardians 3 will be James Gunn's last hurrah, hurrah. with his yeah. characters because he's moving to DC. That's right. And we're not gonna we're not gonna get into it in too much detail, but they just announced that he's basically the new Kevin Feige for DC. Well, him and uh, the other guy, um, what's his name? Because uh, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't it Jeff Johns at one point? They're like, hey, Jeff Johns is gonna run everything, and he's gonna be our our go-to it was, guy it was him and someone else the jeff right. john yeah I, i'm just really surprised that uh I, I mean are we going full on to this uh topic I no guess? we're not going to go uh, deep into it we we don't we're actually running pretty late so we're going we're going over yeah. um anyway uh guy what's the name of the other guy there's two people on this thing james and gun <laughs> james and sean peter saffron there you go that's his name okay and Peter Safran and James Gunn have worked together numerous of times. They uh, uh, he produced Aquaman, Shazam, okay, and uh, Suicide Squad, the new one. Oh, I really like the new Suicide Squad. Uh, he also is the producer of the Conjuring series. Okay, uh, and he's also the producer of I don't know some other franchise that's really famous. Oh, I think it was Fast and the Furious. So. With James Gunn having his um, his history with trauma, and now he's going to be running DC, do you think we're going to see uh, any trauma characters, maybe like Toxic Avenger in the DC Universe? Uh, I think Come on that, I, I, that would be cool and be fun, but Toxic Avenger, if he belongs anywhere, he belongs in the Peacemaker TV show. Oh, yes. Okay. I'm but, down for that. But at the same time, I know they're making a toxic. They're making they a new Toxic Avenger, they so are. I don't think that's going to work out. That's so true. You, you might get some people from uh, Trauma High. That's true. Yeah. I, I saw when you said that. I'm like, oh, people. We're going to make people from Trauma actually get high. But uh, you well, that works too. Movie. That that would be right up in the line with Trauma. But uh, yes. All so right. anyway, uh, I'm I'm really interested to see what happens. I'm being yeah. cautiously optimistic. I'm very surprised James Gunn wants to do this because it's like a real job job, right? But I it's mean, not it's not uh, like being creative and making movies. He gets to actually. Well, he's going to still make movies too. He, he has to plan out like. Well, you know, he's still going to make movies. That's not going to stop. But so maybe I don't know. We really don't know. But just think about it. His. His stamp of absurdity is going to be on everything that comes out from DC from now on. And it's exactly it, that's my other like my my like my hitch point. Like, do we really need that? Do we want that? Um, not on everything. No, I, I can agree on that. But exactly, or, like, do you need that absurdity with your Batman movies? Um, do you need that kind of absurdity with your I don't know Superman movies? Shazam movies for sure. Yes, Shazam makes sense because he's a teenager. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, like I said, I'm cautiously optimistic. 
James Gunn clearly loves making superhero stuff. He does love comic books. Uh, you could tell on how good Peacemaker came out. Peacemaker is probably the best thing he's ever made besides Guardians 1. Um, so anyway, uh, I'm excited to see how it turns out. I, yeah, I, I, I'm, look, I'm optimistically, optimistically looking forward to the future. That was hard to say. <laughs> I, I, I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm I'm getting tired. I think we should wrap it up. Okay. Before getting we do, tired. let's talk about what's tickling our geek. Do you have let's anything? Let's do it. Um well, I mean, I, I am uh very excited for this new game coming out, God of War. That was on my list. I know, I saw that. And yeah. that's why I decided to steal uh, it from a- me. Agree with you and you know, just to make it steal my thunder. So- is steal your thunder because uh, he's a god of war. He is the god of all the thunder. Well, doesn't he fight Thor in this supposedly in this yeah. game? Yeah, he's supposed to go to toe to toe with Thor in this one. I want God of War, Ragnarok, and roll. Ragnarok and roll. That's a gore song, by the way. Ragnarok and roll, really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this game. It's going to be. I mean, it's, it's going to be. If it's more of the same, I'm going to be happy. Did you finish the last one? Oh yeah, I did. Yeah. I, I it took me a while. I went back to it during the pandemic and I completed it. But nice. Uh, you know, everybody knows my love of like narrative driven action adventure games. So yeah, that's pretty much all I play. So I, that's what I try to play. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have time to play. Really. Well, not only that, they they're very time consuming, but I do enjoy yeah. them, and I think they're the best format of video games in my opinion how many how many times in this game do we think we're going to hear the the him say go boy well is he he's not a boy anymore he's not a boy anymore but he can still he's still calling him boy i think it was going to happen a couple of times and then he's going to like you know backhand (laughs) backhand uh come on dad i'm a i'm a i'm an adult now dad i'm a a man okay man i'm i'm a i'm a i'm a god man (laughs) Yeah. Spoiler um, alert for some people. I that guess. comes out on next week, I believe. Ne- on next, next Tuesday? Friday. Or? The Friday? I think. Yeah, I think it's next yeah. Friday. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm very um, excited. Uh, and also, I've been looking forward to having a new game for my PS5 system. So Yeah. yeah it feels like it's been a hot minute since I actually had a brand new game to play on my PS5. Yeah, I agree. Um, something that's completely brand new, yeah. And like a AAA title, too. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to it. Likewise, uh, you know, it comes out this weekend. Well, I don't know. How, I don't remember whatever. how to stream it, but weird. The Al Yankovic story comes out on the oh, force. It's on epics. I think, uh, no, it's like on some other streaming service. That's hard. Is to... it, is it not on epics? I thought it was an epics original. No, I don't think so. Oh. I'm looking it up right now. It's on the Roku channel. Oh, Roku. Gosh, yeah. Even worse. Yeah, and I, uh, my buddy who uh, we talked about earlier, loved Has a Roku? it. No, oh. he 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 went to the there was a, a premiere the other night. Oh, nice! He went to it in Philly. So I'm looking forward to that movie. It's it's gonna be good. Mm. I had a great time seeing Weird Al earlier this year. So well, last month, yeah, actually. And uh, <laughs> one of the other things I'm excited for is uh, since Anthrax canceled the uh, the Austin date because of COVID. Mm. They just announced um, part two, the second touring cycle of this 40th anniversary tour, and Houston's on there. Nice. So we all need to go see Anthrax live. We had seen Anthrax live. 
But we all, as, as a Metal Geeks group, we all need to go see oh, it. Oh, I see. Yeah. Which was cool because, like, I, I missed out on the poster um, they had at the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, 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 actually, I'm trying to get him on the show. We, we've talked about it. La- oh, I ran into him last week. Uh, local artist, Kyler Sharp, amazing artist. He just did the, he did like a tour poster for Pucifer. He did the Anthrax tour poster, uh, which I actually bought one of his poster prints from him. Uh, which I'm excited to get and hang that hang that up mm-hmm. um, if I have room. But another story, another time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm excited to see them. Uh, Hatebreed is not on this round of touring. It's Exodus but you, instead. But you, but you love Hatebreed. I do not. I, I've been told differently. I hear I, you, you have really, been told wrong, sir. You really love Hatebreed. You talk about how much you love them all the time. That is not me. That would be uh, the Metal Pigeon. No, you um, say you said it. Carrie Gordon loves <laughs> hate breed. Never said that. Uh, but Black Label Society is still on the tour, which I could think of about twenty other bands that would be better placed there. <laughs> but whatever, I not my place to book the tour. I'm just going to go to see Anthrax. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean Testament. They, they could be on that tour. Death Angel. Fucking so many better bands. And okay, whatever. All right, moving on. Maybe they had other scheduling conflicts. I guess, but yeah. Can't you tell my love of Black Label Society is coming through? Yeah, you, you love I love them so as much. much as Hatebreed. Yeah, they're your favorite. Yeah, my my total favorite. <laughs> Listen to them every day to go to bed. That's right. They're boring. They put me to sleep. What's that one song? Like, I Will Be Heard or something? Oh, Hatebreed? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's your that's your favorite. You say favorite? it all the time. It's my anthem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, we're getting along here, so uh, thanks for tuning uh, in and checking out this latest episode of the show. As always, you can find us on the internet at metalgeeks.net. Um, you can find us on all the social media places at Metal Geeks. You can check out our sister show at MSRcast, which you are, I think we're recording a new episode this week as well. So we. It's been a couple of weeks of, uh, of, of, of non-recording since uh, my vacation time, but now we're going to get back into the swing of things. Um, of course, you can find us at the ESOnetwork.com, where uh, you can check out all the cool shows that make up that network. Um, you can check us out on Facebook if you're there, the uh, Metal Geek Society. Um, am I forgetting anything? Oh, wherever you download your podcast, that's where we're at. Just search for Metal Geeks or MSRcast, and uh, we are there. Spotify, Apple, all those places. Yeah. Put us in your ear holes. And then. And and then more. Okay, okay. what about you, sir? Where, where can people find uh, your information? Uh, you can find me on all the social medias, probably not Twitter for much longer, <laughs> uh, at George Tripsis. It's, uh, you know, my first and last name. Yep. Very cool. Well, uh, again, thanks for hanging out with us again this evening. And uh, as always, we have one last thing we have to say. Keep you can start it. it. Oh, you want me to start you it? Can, you can start well, it. No, you should start it, really. Let's All be right. fair. Yeah, I'll start it. Should, yeah, you do it. Keep it metal. And keep it gunny. James Gunny. James Gunny. Yeah. 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 You're feeling that uh, a little bit. Yeah. Keep, keep it ca- cavalier. 
that's what DC is going to be doing, keeping it gunny. Keep it gunny. Yeah, well, most definitely. They're like, whatever sells us more tickets. Beep, uh, beep. <laughs> What's that? Oh, that's the sound of a truck being backed up to James Gunn's house. Hey, that's, my, that's, my, that's my new house. <laughs> um, James Gunn's going to be making that Kevin Feige money. You're going to be keeping it uh, Henry, Henry Cavalli. Uh-huh. Yeah. Not yeah. witchery, but. No, not witchery anymore. But I love the the band witchery. No, no, we're not talking about that. You can keep it. Uh, what was Black Adam's real name? He had a real weird name in the movie. Dwayne Johnson. Not the actor, the character. <laughs> I don't Black know. Adam. His, was, I don't remember his name. It was like Hoyt Atom or something like that. Uh, something Adam. Yeah. Way to go! You're the one who actually watched the movie. You should have known this. Like I paid attention to his name. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, keep it geeky, guys. All right. Hey, that was it. There you go. Hey, Geekazoids. Thanks for listening to another fine podcast brought to you by MSR Productions. All rights reserved. Blah, 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 blah. For reviews, archives of our podcasts, and all your other metal geekery needs, please visit metalgeeks.net. Keep it geeky. Keep it metal. Modern Musicology is a podcast covering topics on rock and pop ranging mostly from the 70s, 80s, and 90s with occasional excursions into the 60s and aughts and even occasionally the 2010s. Anything is fair game. Classic rock, R&B, folk, punk, prog, rap, metal, and way more with two Americans, one Brit, a ton of fun, and a healthy dose of cynicism. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.